is the World Vegan Travel Podcast, Episode 9. I'm Brady, one of the founders of World Vegan Travel Tours, and the World Vegan Travel Podcast is all about showing you how you could do vegan travel. We do different types of episodes. We share our vegan travel experiences and the experiences of others to inspire you to get out into this beautiful world. And we conduct interviews with people doing amazing things to promote vegan travel, as well as individuals and organizations that are protecting human and non-human animals in a destination you could be visiting. So let's get right into it. On today's episode, we're talking with Tina Atwell. Tina is a World Vegan Travel repeat customer. She's traveled with us to Thailand, Rwanda, and she's going to be coming with us to Botswana in December 2020. She kindly agreed to come onto the podcast and she talks about her experiences traveling with us as someone who had not been to Asia before. She explains why she likes group travel and more than that, group travel with vegans in particular. But first, this podcast is sponsored by World Vegan Travel. Tina is joining us to go to Botswana in December 2020 and we still have spots for you if you would like to travel to the amazing destination of Botswana and Cape Town. On top of the incredible luxury camps where we'll be seeing the amazing animals, staying in incredible accommodation, we'll also be in the countryside just outside of Cape Town in a town called Grayton where we will be visiting a very highly regarded farmed animal sanctuary. If you're interested in finding out more about the trip, then you can go onto our website and look at the Botswana and Cape Town New Year's Eve trip, or click the link in the show notes. There are a lot of resources and destinations and connected content that we discuss in this episode, so make sure you look at the show notes and the blog post for this episode to get all of the details. Let's chat with Tina. Hi Tina, thanks so much for joining me today. You're welcome. Nice to be here. So, Tina, Tina, you have done two trips with Well Vegan Travel and you are booked on your third. And it's so lovely to talk to you. Um, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about like what inspired you to come on a vegan group tour in the first place. So the main thing that inspired me was just the... um, the thought that I could be with people that make the same choices as I do. So as we say, like-minded people and that I would not have to worry about food so I could enjoy the relationships that I was building on the trip and the sites that we were able to see and food was just completely out of the picture. So, and I knew it would be great because, you know, Colleen (laughs) writes cookbooks for a living. So I knew the food would be awesome. And so that's really what inspired me. Because you're quite a frequent traveler for work, like you're constantly sort of jet setting over the world for work. So you probably experienced some less than inspiring meals along the way, right? I have, I have experienced many side salads and fries. My daughter <laughs> said I was a junk food vegan. Um, but when you're with a group of people, they usually don't take your food choices into account. So you have to really be you know, upfront and I've, and I've always been upfront with my food choices, but it's really hard when you're going different countries, different cities in the U S different States, Mm. or you're in airports a lot. Um, it's very hard to find something that is healthy and tastes good and is not kind of the everyday thing. So I've been vegan since 2008. And, you know, when I first became vegan, there just wasn't 
a whole lot of choices. It was basically side salad and French fries. Mm. Um, so that made it really difficult. So, you know, choices have gotten much better, but um, sometimes it can still be a it can still be a, a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. Certainly there will be places, you know, like rural Vietnam is always my big example. Like you go to rural Vietnam and then there'll be like several days of just fried rice without egg, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So your first trip with Well Vegan Travel was to Thailand. So why did you decide to go there? Um, actually, completely for the food. I had never wanted to go to Asia. I just never had thought about going to Asia. And so it wasn't a place in the world I, I really thought about visiting. And someone sent me the link to the trip. And I had never, I actually had never heard of vegan travel. I didn't even know it existed. And I had one of Colleen's cookbooks, but had never really been uh, knowledgeable, uh, knowledgeable about her podcast or anything like that. And uh, someone sent me um, the link to the trip. And I read it and I thought, oh my gosh, I could travel, I could see things, I could do things and not have to worry about food at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband and I had actually traveled in Europe with our daughters and we had gone, I remember Germany specifically because I think it was 2010 and I I was fed, I was given a lot of cheese, even though I kept saying, no, right. I'm vegan. But um, so I thought this would be so fantastic that I wouldn't have to worry about anything except the sights that I'm seeing and, and the people that I'm meeting and I wouldn't have to worry about food. So I, I looked at him and I said, I really want to go. And he actually loves Thai food. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that sounds great. And we had, you know, the most fantastic experience. Um, so it was something, and I asked him later because as you know, he's not vegan. And he never felt like he wasn't eating good food. He never felt um, he never felt like he didn't have something to eat or or that he wanted to go out and get anything else to eat. So um, that was great. And, you know, the people on the trip also made him feel um, didn't make him feel like an outcast because he wasn't vegan. Um, You know, we all had respect and compassion for everyone on the trip. And so I thought that was fantastic too. So it it was a great experience and you guys did such a great job of putting the trip together that, you know, everything was set up for us and we could really enjoy the experiences and really have time to talk to our fellow travelers. And so, yeah, it was fantastic. The people on that first Thailand trip, they were just such an incredible bunch of people. Like, it's just amazing how closely everyone connected and how much they bonded. And um, you you came to Rwanda with many of the people with on that Thailand trip as well. And it was like this big reunion. It's just so lovely. Oh, and, it, you know, when you know people like that, they fit together so well. So my husband did not go to Rwanda with me. And I had said in Thailand, I'm going to be first on the list. So I want to go to Rwanda. And so when the trip was put out, um, right away, Paula texted me and she said, are you and Andy going to Africa? And I said, actually, no, I'm going to Africa, but Andy's not. And she's like, oh my gosh, Rumi. And I'm like, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. What I really like about this community is that, is that, you know, people are traveling on 
trips and they'll like consult with each other. Oh, I'm thinking about going on that trip. Are you thinking about going? Let's, let's, let's get together and maybe we can get lots and lots of people together. It's just so lovely. And you so outside of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, Paul and I went to South Africa and other yeah. people went other places in Africa. So you can really get together and, and it's so, it's so very nice when you're traveling with other vegans because you're kind of looking for the same things and you're, mm-hmm. you know, really supporting each other in your choices and helping to find things. And I, that's just fantastic. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. So tell me, um, what would you say your highlights have been uh, or the things that you take away most from the two trips that you've done with us? What do you think has been the most fun, apart from, of course, the lovely camaraderie and all of that jazz? So I think Thailand, um, I found the elephants to be amazing. Um, That just, you know, I had never thought of all the various ways. And now, of course, I notice them everywhere that people use elephants and use animals. And um, that was one thing. And actually soy dogs, um, because I had never thought outside never been outside the u.s to you know a dog rescue or cat rescue or anything like that and you think of that in the u.s but you don't actually because i've done like you said a lot of travel on business and of course that's not my business so i don't really it's a lot of hotels and airports and you know Mm -hmm. offices so i think those two things from thailand so tell me about um because for the people that don't know what was it that you learned about the elephants and what did you learn about the soy dogs that was just so surprising or interesting to you I think for so I thought I'll start with soy dogs just the Mm -hmm. the way that they actually bring dogs in and then neuter spay them and then actually take them back you know to where people are feeding and that type of thing I had never thought of of doing that and mm-hmm. putting them and putting them back. Um, and also, I did not realize they flew dogs across the ocean, you know, for adoption. And unfortunately, I actually volunteered to do that. But we were on an airline that, you know, didn't was not a part of the group of airlines that you could use. So that was unfortunate. But um, mm. but I never knew about that. Yeah, it's and, called like um, flight flight ambassador or something like Mm -hmm. that and that's and I'll put some links in the show notes here but if you're coming to Thailand and some other places in the region where they have these dog rescue places they're often um, um, adopted out to places in the United States in Europe and what Mm -hmm. have you and if you're traveling to Thailand you can actually just give them your flight details and they will see if there is a dog um or a cat for that matter that needs to be taken back to the united states or wherever it is because Mm -hmm. as an accompanied baggage is much much cheaper to ship than um unaccompanied baggage so it's Mm -hmm. it's really great but i've tried several times to be a flight volunteer but it's it's never matched up sadly i would really like to do it (laughs) well we fly united all the time and united doesn't participate so um so, so you can't be... have pets at all? You can't carry animals at all on United? Oh, no, you can. It's just uh-huh. they they don't ship. I don't know the details behind that, but oh, I know that okay. they're not one of the participants. Um, and with the elephants, I guess, you know, growing up in the U.S. and seeing circuses from a small age and that type of thing, I never – it would never occur to me 
um, you know, it's a personal thing. Mm. It would never occur to me to go to like Thailand and go ride elephants and have mm-hmm. my picture taken. For me personally, that uh, that's not something I would think about. Or having your picture taken with a lion that's obviously drugged because it's not eating you type of thing. Um, or it's, you know, it's not some big cat. So that was not, that's not just part of my personal um, personality. And so seeing that and seeing how often that happens is just, you know, was very sad. And, and the way that, the way that people just use them and just kind of discard them. And, you know, in Thailand, we had seen that elephant across the river. I don't know if you remember mm. that, but I, I wasn't there that time. But I, are you talking about when you were in Khao Sok and you were on the canoes or the tubes yes. or something like that? What happened? Yeah. Can you share? Well, we were on the river trip and then, you know, we were sitting there and all of a sudden there's an elephant across the river just kind of mm. hanging out. And I don't know if it was actually tied up. Somebody had it tied up there or if it was just or if it was free, but um, free from the perspective of it wasn't tied up or anything. It was just kind of walking around. But, mm. you know, just the fact that they use them, they use them and then you can just people have them just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, out that you don't see of course animals that large in the u.s and that that just doesn't happen so um that to me was a i don't know i now you know i'm verbal Mm. to people when i'm talking to them about when they're traveling don't do that and i don't go to circuses and i don't want my family going and and you know that's that's been a big kind of change in uh, paradigm shift for me from a from my mind perspective and the way that i talk to other people um so I think that was that was two, you know, big things from Thailand. I mm-hmm. I thought Rwanda was so amazing from the perspective of, you know, the things that you see on the news, and I can only speak really to the U.S. experience about Africa. I was wow, it's so green because mm-hmm. the way you know they talk about <laughs> it on the news here, you wouldn't expect that, and so mountainous, which logically right. I guess it would be, but I I never realized that. And people there are so joyful, even yeah. though from a U.S. perspective, we would say they're so poor, right? They, right. many don't have indoor plumbing or, or, you know, TVs in their homes or that kind of thing. And I'm like, but they're so joyful. Mm-hmm. There's so much joy to be had in life outside of all the things that we, that we hold dear. And I think that was a huge takeaway um, yeah. coming from Africa. And one of the reasons I, you know, I really wanted my husband to be able to experience that as well. So, as you said, we'll, you know, be going to Botswana next year. So, so the animals are amazing. I mean, the gorillas, I show videos to everyone and they, just, <laughs> they, the, the number one question I get asked is, weren't you scared? And I'm like, you know, no, I wasn't. And I don't know about what your experience was, but I wasn't scared at all. There was not a moment of, oh my gosh, I'm scared. You know, even though they were sometimes six inches away from us or eight inches away. Um, I mean, that was such an amazing experience that I'll be able to hold forever. And, you know, the golden monkeys. And I do, Bridie, show people <laughs> the picture I took of myself when we did the first trek for chimpanzees. Yeah. Where I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die on this mountain. And I oh, want my last yes, I've forgotten about that. Yes, I want one last picture of me before I die. So when people find this phone, this phone. Um, 
just just to people listening, the chimpanzee trekking is a bit of a challenge, isn't it, in Yungwe Forest? It's very challenging. And so obviously, like when you think about it, it, it's kind of obvious, but obviously chimpanzees like to climb trees. And of course, they'll be high up in the trees and mm-hmm. um, they move so quickly. So you often have to go down these slopes and um, and it can be a little bit muddy and it's not like a real footpath. So, you know, if you can get out of there with without falling, then I think you're in the minority. <laughs> it's very, very steep, but so worth the effort. And I think that's where I think the support, though, of the group comes in because you some you supported me and encouraged me to go on. And the rest of the group was like, because I was totally willing to stay in the van and let everyone else go because I didn't want to, you know, hold back the group. But to push to say, nope, you should go, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll support you. We'll keep up with you. And then, of course, porters. I'm a huge fan of porters. <laughs> huge fan. Can you explain um, how that works in, uh, with the chimpanzees and the gorillas for that matter? So porters are... Um, the gentlemen, I think all of ours were men, that you can have come with you to carry your bags or to help you. Um, I didn't have a lot of bags. I don't think most people did. But just the fact that they know the foot where your feet go better, they know how to get through uh, the slopes and the brush and everything better and can guide you and assist you from that perspective. And if you're like me, they can pull you up the mountain if you think you're going to die on the side of it. So, um, you know, they... They're so amazing. And no matter how much we trekked like that five and a half, six hours one day, it was like they weren't even out of breath. <laughs> I mean, they were very yes. <laughs> they're used to the elevation and used to the the climbing and everything. So um so extremely helpful from that perspective. And also honestly, looking at them and you know, thinking, oh my gosh, he's not even breathing hard at that kind of get you to go on because you're like okay well you know I can go on because obviously you know he's doing it and some of them were very young I thought and um so I I was like if they can do it I can do it so and you did it and And it was amazing (laughs) and it was amazing yeah so uh so that was fantastic yeah and um, so you're booked for Botswana, which is happening in towards December. the end of 2020. So mm-hmm. like still a long way away. And we we still have some spots for Botswana too, for anyone who might be interested. But what are you most excited about going to see? Because we saw some safari animals in Akagera, but mm-hmm. we didn't see a whole ton. It wasn't like Rwanda, um, like Botswana. And there are reasons for that. But mm-hmm. um, what are you super excited about seeing? So I'm super excited about two things, which um, I was assured I would see, which were lions mm-hmm. and elephants. <laughs> I know. I feel so terrible about that. <laughs> Sam assured me that I would see lions and elephants. So We really thought we um, would. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because I tell people that you never think it's really going to be like this, but at least what I remember from Rwanda, it was the fact that all these animals commingle. I mean, it's not like, you know, somebody did a photo shoot and they're, they're all there together. It's like, no, they are because mm-hmm. they're living in, in a jungle or on the plains or, or whatever, but they are all there together. So um, that's exciting to me. So, um, and just to see more of Africa. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I actually, I, 
um, went to Uganda before we went to Rwanda. Oh, that's right. Yes, I remember now. Yeah. And that was amazing. And then I got stuck for a day in Ethiopia. And even though I didn't leave the hotel, um, you know, just I found out that I love Ethiopian food. So I visited Ethiopian restaurants here in D.C. since I've been back. So um, just to, you know, see more of the country and to be able to experience that as well with my partner is going to be fantastic. So. Well, we are super excited excited to welcome Andy back as well. It's been a couple of few years since since we've seen him. And of course, he's so welcome and we're super excited about it. Yeah, we are too. Very excited. So uh, what are some of the things that you think about, Tina, when you are getting ready for a trip? Um, whether it's things to pack or like checklists, checklists tick off or something like that. Because I know you're super organized and you, you like to get, get things super ready. So can you, have you got any tips for us? Um, I do. Less is more. I think the lists that you guys send are very, very good. I always check weather. I check what's going to, where we're going to be. So you dress appropriately. Um, on the trip to Thailand, believe it or not, I went with a 21-pound suitcase. Never thought I could do that ever. I'm a very heavy packer. Ah, um, I, so you got the yeah. packing light bug. <laughs> so I did, yes. And I think my suitcase for Africa was 38 pounds, but it was three weeks. So I thought that that was okay. Um, I highly suggest to people that they, especially going to Africa, the thin clothes, you know, the very light clothes that you can get at any REI or sporting goods store, things like that. Um, also, I think the first trip I was just too, I was too focused on it. Okay. I, I think I, I took too much time and, and effort trying to just pack perfect and you're never going to pack perfectly. Um, also, you know, you're, we're not in a place where, or Africa is not a place where you're going to have, um, no one's going to care what your hair looks like. So, <laughs> you know, so there are certain things that just forget that stuff. You know, you're, you're going for the trip. Um, I say, I would recommend definitely though, remember where you're going. So don't bring some big hair dryer or curling iron or that kind of thing. Cause you're not going to be able to plug it in and use it. Um, Oh, yeah, you've got to be really careful because most of the world is 220 volts. And if you bring your 110 volt uh, hairdryer, poof, it'll 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 be no longer. (laughs) Exactly. And that's if you are going somewhere where you'll be able to plug it in and use it. (laughs) You know, so so that's something to remember, too. But I think stick to the list. You guys did great in the list that you sent and what we needed. And I think. um, you know, especially for the next trip, I'm going to focus more on, I, I had a great pair of binoculars. I found a great pair of binoculars. I want to make sure I bring those. And Yes, uh, do not forget those. No. <laughs> that would be a tragedy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, your, your camera, if you want to bring a camera, because those memories are what you're going to take back. Um, you know, and if you don't have, I will say the one thing I will caution people about is that you're also not going somewhere where if you forget something it's like you can run to the nearest you know target or walmart or something it's that's also not an option so make sure that you have all the stable the staples that you Mm -hmm. need Um, i would agree with that because even if even if you are in a place let's say if you're in bangkok mm -hmm. um sometimes the schedule just won't won't allow you the time to do it and 
uh, we had this lovely travel on on Rwanda too, and um, no, it was Rwanda one actually, uh, and she really needed to buy a new camera because she'd had a problem with her camera, yeah. and then uh, she's she you knows she had to miss activities while she went out shopping for it, and it was just oh no, <laughs> it was really yeah, exactly. sad. Yeah. <laughs> So I would say make sure that you have all the basics and then other things you can do or do without or, you know, pick up along the way. Um, also ask others, you know, yes. ask, know your other travelers because there might be someone who has what you need. So, um, so that's always, that's always an option as well. But yeah, it's important to pack what you need and just forget all the things, you know, the things in the U.S. that I would take normally, like I said, I'm normally a heavy packer you know, <laughs> five to six pairs of shoes. And I take my huge case, my huge hard case and everything. And I would just throw all that out and not take any of that. So just stick to the basics. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Tina, for joining me today. I know you're off to work soon. So thank you so <laughs> much for taking the time to have a chat and, uh, I'll put all sorts of links and photos of the trips with Tina down in the description below. And thanks again. Thank you for having me. And I'm excited for Botswana. Me too. So we hope that you enjoyed hearing a little bit about Tina's travels with us and the benefits of traveling on a vegan group tour and of course her packing tips and tricks. Stay tuned for more episodes which will help you get ready to discover this beautiful planet whether you stay in your local area or go further afield. If you're interested in finding out more about World Vegan Travel and what we do, please check out our website worldvegantravel.com. And if you like this podcast and want to dig a little bit deeper into the content that we make, you can do that by looking at the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us. Consider subscribing and we hope you'll join us next time.